So welcome, 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 so welcome to No Stupid, no stupid Questions. Hello, stupid everybody. This week's up, folks? It's for real. It's with for real. T-Leak like, and Jag. Rah, rah, like a dungeon drag. What's up? No, no <laughs> specific no order. order. I love No <laughs> Stupid <laughs> Questions show. Can we curse on this show? Do whatever it's we feel. Okay. Time is for question real. for today. No. Rah, rah, like All right. Stupid. So, the question. No stupid questions. Jack. No stupid questions. Welcome to this episode of... My first question is, who are you? No stupid questions. Hey, y'all. Hey, people. How you doing? It's T-Leak. And Jag in the house. And this is the latest installment of No Stupid Questions coming at you with uh, two smart people and one stupid question. Uh, so or so, so we thought. All right, all right, all right. I got it. T-Leak, you ready for this one? It's gonna let's, be a let's, see, let's see if we, we can all figure right. this one out. All right, try not to get too hot, okay? <laughs> I know this is a touchy topic. Oh. So the question is, will the coronavirus pandemic change our approach to healthcare? Mm. Mm. Take a moment. Take a drink. I take take some water. And hydration's important. <laughs> hydration's very important. So right out of the gate, temperature already. I gotta I gotta say I hope so, but I think no. Oh come on, T Lee, you gotta have some. You gotta have some faith that people get something right. So I'm gonna I, say yes. Oh, this, this is this is this has to change our our approach. Has to. Oh my. I've been let down so many times in the past. My hopes have been dashed. Okay, well, so, tell me why, I mean, as critical as this is, why, why do you think this is not the catalyst to, to a new approach? You know, so, I, could, I could talk about this for a long time. I, just to put it in sort of, uh, uh, the analogy that I would draw is actually to the current political environment in that there is a big push against this concept of social capitalism, um, which is ultimately what we need in order for us to embrace Medicare for all and or anything that really allows us to to take an approach to healthcare that will be effective. Um, And maybe that's, that's, that's where I am is that no, it's not really effectively going to change. We may do little things here and there, and I think that's what we'll do. Um, and, I, and I think we'll suffer tremendously as a result. But I think, you know, all of these political questions of electability, um, all of our capitalistic folks, you know, unfortunately in the political arena that are supported by corporations, et cetera, are going to be on the wrong side of history, uh, ultimately, and uh, and it's 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 not going to go well. And we, unfortunately, I don't think we're going to learn our lesson because we're not asking the right questions. Speaking of stupid questions. Well, so this is why I disagree with you, and and you know, America's going to surprise you on this one. First of all, mm. you know, I grew up. There are a few sayings that I remember from. I guess the time I first understood the English language and that's the only language I understand. So, you know, that's been a long time. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. And I think this coronavirus pandemic is going to display to all Americans, to all capitalists, that it is much better to pay 
to prevent problems like this than to pay for the results of them after they occur. And that's gonna make us change our approach to healthcare. I mean, in the world right now where I live in the great state of Texas, um, the great state of Texas. And I'm from Louisiana. And I was like, I was like, Louisiana is greater, but I live in the great state. And didn't want to secede at one point, Texas, and, but okay, keep going. And, and they might still do, because I'm not sure. <laughs> But anyway, that's another show. Yes, um, Good one. The great state of Texas, if they get their act together in a week or so, would be able to process 125 COVID-19 tests, coronavirus tests. 125, if they get their act together. If they don't get their act together, it'll be down around 80 or 90. Can you well, imagine? Let, let's, but wait, let's, let's talk about that because there's been some talk about, I read an article that Pence was, uh, they were talking with Pence about um, the tests. And it, there seems to be some discrepancy in terms of one test and how many people that covers. Okay. So let's just, you know, get our bases. Um, because I did read that he was talking about 250,000 tests. No, wait. Oh, let me get my number right. Um, but basically, that those the way that he talks about them, they're test kits, and they can cover a number of people. Have you have you heard that? I, I have heard that. And okay, so a number of people. How, you know, what do we want to multiply that one twenty five by a thousand? Let's do that by a thousand. You think you think each test could do a thousand people? I don't know. Well, let, let me actually, that's, this is all little, little piddly things. Cause I guess your main point is that my, we're not going, we're not going to cover the base. My that point we is. To. Yes. And I agree with you on that. You got 5 million people in Houston alone. Yeah. I mean, what's a, what's, and what's 125,000 tests going to do for us? Forget about New York. Right. And, <laughs> you know, and this is the great state of Texas. So then you got the Dallas metropolitan area, you got San Antonio, you got Austin. What is 125? tests or 125,000 tests. The point is that it's woefully, woefully, woefully short of what we need. Agreed. Um, so we got to change it. If we don't change it, we have a problem. And it's not just a poor person's problem. It's not a black problem. It's not a Hispanic problem. Um, you know, I, know. I, I, was, I, was. I was home on self-isolation because my company decided that there was an employee, co-worker of mine, who was on a plane and got a call from the CDC saying that he was in close proximity to someone who had a positive test on his plane trip. So my company heard that and decided, you know, we need to put y'all on self-isolation. Now, I, obviously, I was very productive from home because I'm just that type of person. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. But most companies think they're going to lose a lot of money if they have to put people on self-isolation and have them working remotely they're going to want to change healthcare because of this. They're not going to want to suffer the... All right, let's, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Companies, yes, they may, you know, one of the things that is very, uh, which is probably contributes to my pessimistic attitude about this, is our short sight 
um, our, our lack of long-term vision as it relates to how we deal with this and ultimately which will result in no change and because we don't really understand the long-term ramifications that I think we both agree are there. You think because of them we're going to change, but I think we don't look far enough out to, to, to make the change and we're so concerned about, you know, what's going on now. And, you know, as you said, corporations may be concerned about their employees not working, but they are more concerned about the liability of getting sued, of, of, of bad, you know, press and, and goodwill and all of that. So I think that that is going to have one effect because we are so concerned about the money underlying it. And to your point, even when we talk about the tests and everything, what in the short term, especially to control a pandemic um, or an epidemic here in the U.S., we may actually, I can envision us doing some short-term things, to your point. But long-term, I can still see, based on our whole capitalistic you know, approach, that it will evolve into something that is paid, something that still requires um, people to be insured in the way we're insured today. And that's you know, sometimes underinsured, and so that not everyone will have the access that you have when you have money. So even if there are some short-term shorts, I don't think it's going to change our approach to healthcare. I think there will be things done to make this happen now, but it will evolve into some some kind of somebody's going to make some money somewhere or make sure that they make money in the future from it. And that's what is 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 sad to me. Well, money is at the core of all of this. Uh, I agree with that. But I think this is the first time where it's going to be clear that paying money to prevent the spread, paying money to allow people to go get tested when they need to get tested, and then isolate people that have the disease is a whole lot cheaper than trying to treat people once they've contracted and spread the disease widespread. And you could be as rich as you want to be, but if you go touch that same doorknob that the janitor touched, and he has the disease, you may get the disease. And I think that is going to change people's attitudes towards healthcare. If they actually thought that they would catch it. Unfortunately, um, there's the, the bubble that some people talk about that the, the sort of sheltered existence that a lot of people live, especially when you are in a certain stratosphere with your, your finances and with your net worth and whatever else you want to call it. And that bubble that you live in keeps you from thinking that the same thing that's going to happen to you will happen to the janitor, or the same thing that happens to the janitor will happen to you, I should say it in that way. The other thing to think about is when you look at what I've read around, and it's like any other disease, right? Catch it early, you have a better chance of having success in treating it and and eventually that person you know rebounding from it well early screening early testing when you right. when you talk about getting a being able to get in there and understand yes to your point testing whether or not this person has it and then giving them any any appropriate treatment which we, we should say uh, from everything that we've read right there is no cure for this per se. And of course they're working on the vaccine, which we're talking about at least a year. I know there's been various stories, but just in terms of the, the, the usual time, they don't even know that much about it to develop a vaccine. But just so everyone's clear, 
what we've read, and Jag, you can correct me if uh, you've seen something else, is that you can't cure it, but you can treat the, the symptoms and you can basically rebound from it like you do the flu. Right. And of course, I'm no doctor. Um, but I, and neither I, am I. Disclaimer. I, I, can, I can read what John Hopkins, who <laughs> is a consortium of doctors, says. And um, they say there's no vaccine. Not smart people, time. too. They smart people, too. Right, right, right. Um, everyone's working to get a vaccine. And if you, you know, invest in that company that gets the vaccine first, mm, it'll probably mm, be game changing. Mm, mm, but right now, that's, that's, there is no vaccine. Because it won't change our healthcare approach, so you're gonna make money. <laughs> well, <laughs> I believe the healthcare question is a money question, unfortunately. And, Tell me more about that. Well, um, those, I mean, most, most, most of these decisions are basically those that have money and power want to keep money and power, um, and they don't want to pay for those who they don't feel can increase their money or power. Um, the problem here is, you know, when people like Tom Hanks and his wife get our early coronavirus victims, um, money doesn't insulate you the way people think you can be insulated in some other instances. Um, you know, someone cleans rich people's bathrooms. They don't usually clean those themselves. And, um, you know, those people don't have the same access to capital or access to funds that the rich people have. So, you know, this, this disease will put people on a, on a more of a plan, a level playing field than anyone is comfortable with. And I think once that happens, people will decide, Hey, maybe we need to spend some money in a preventative nature. Maybe we need to spend some money in a screening effort and pay for some people who can't pay for the healthcare themselves. And, 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 and I agree with you that they'll do that in the short term because, and this is, this is pretty consistent with throughout our history, right? Anytime someone of note, and, and, and this is something that I've read also that a lot of people are saying, which is that, you know, once Tom Hanks got it and, and, and his wife, um, right. shouldn't, I shouldn't leave her out. Once Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson got it, it became real for some people. Once they canceled NBA, indefinitely right. people people say oh hey, 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 hey so it is interesting because that is again the world that we live in where unless you see your heroes or people that you look up to with it it, it can't be the regular person and that's 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 another problem that we have in healthcare is we don't look at everybody the same and so i i do agree that once these people get it then we start looking at it but until that happens, you know, nothing's going to change and it will change in the short term, but long term, we will revert back to where we are once we get out of this pandemic environment. So, uh, I don't think I've convinced you one iota <laughs> and uh, neither have you convinced me. Well, let me let me um let me let me talk about the financial aspect because that that's that's really why I think it is not going to change in the long term. And what is it that makes you think that we're going to do this in the short term? And once the pandemic is over, 
things will be different, very different than before the pandemic. So I think, you know, as we watched um, outbreaks of diseases in other cultures. That was a good movie, um, by the way, Outbreak. But just... Outbreak. Um, hadn't seen it. Um, Don't we, watch it now. We, 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 were to... able, we were able to say, you know, that's what happens in, in other places. We don't have to worry about that. We watched SARS. Uh, we watched MERS, which actually both of those were also coronaviruses. Um, we watched Ebola in West Africa. And we could always, as Americans, say that's something that happened somewhere else. Um, and even in the beginning of this, this was the Chinese disease. Um, and yeah, maybe some Chinese traveled to Italy. So this was something that's contained in Italy, but it's here on American soil. Um, and while the cases may be few at the moment, few being a few, I don't even know if we're up to a thousand yet. Yes, we are. We are. Okay. And the deaths, um, up to 30. I'm not sure about the deaths. You know, and you did hear that we're on the same trajectory as Italy, right? And I believe that. I believe that is only what we know right now. Um, the real scary thing is that this virus may be lurking in a whole lot of places, but because the tests are not uh, prevalent uh, are available, uh, we don't know. Um, but I think we will find out that there are thousands and thousands of people who have come in contact with this virus, uh, and it will change how we approach things in America. Um, it will, the stock market has already been hurt, um, 20, 30%. Uh, it, it could likely get worse, um, before it gets better. And I think that's going to make people rethink long held beliefs that they could insulate themselves from other people's first other countries or, or other people, other economic profiles. Um, it's going to touch everybody. And I think, unfortunately, it takes something that touches everybody for people to rethink things for the long term. And so I just think that this is going to be a catalyst for that. It will t- do you think it will touch everybody the same way? No, I think it's going to touch um, older people. A lot of older people with money is going to touch them a lot harder than it's going to touch younger people. Um, now let's talk about the money versus the non-money, because we, as we, as we said, money is at the heart of why healthcare is an issue today. The major part, right? Um, Do you agree with that? Say that. Say that again. Do I agree with? Is money the major issue we have in terms of getting to healthcare that is effective in this country? Yeah, it's an issue of um, who pays for what benefits for which people. Yeah. So it's a money issue. Um, People, people who think they have worked hard, uh, even though a lot of them have started out on third base and, 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 and score a run and think they've done a lot. Uh, But it's people that have worked hard that think they don't want to take care of people who have not worked hard. Um, So yeah, I think money is at the, at at the core of the issue. Um, And I don't think, I mean, obviously, people with money can can afford better health care. Um, so they will get treatment earlier if they contract a virus. Um, but you know, it's 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 going to affect. It's going to touch a lot of people. And I don't I don't know if money will affect who it touches. 
it will affect the treatment they receive after the virus touches them. Well, and let's look at this more broadly, right? Because this is the scary thing. You, you touched on the stock market. Correct. So when you have $100 million mm-hmm. and you lose 50. 50 million? Yes. $50. 50 million. Okay. You lose half. Okay. You're going to be okay. You might think you're not going to be okay, but you're going to be okay. It's like like Bloomberg spending, you know, $500 million and he got $67 billion. Now, well, it wasn't mm-hmm. half, but when you got $100,000 and you lose fifty, you ain't going to be as okay as Mr. $100 million or Miss $100 million. Are we, are we so, talking perception or absolutes? Because I don't well, know. I'm not if, talking about their perception. I'm talking about whether or not you are able to make your mortgage, deal with emergency situations, how your life is going to change. And I gave 100000 which is still in that top 5% at the very least, right, of, of stuff that you got, net worth that you got. We're talking about other people, the people that are going to be hit the hardest, the the way in which this is going to hit people and the way that we'll see it after the pandemic is there are going to be people who are going to need so much more than a changed healthcare system. And, and so what I guess I'm saying is ultimately in order for healthcare to change, there has to be a revolution. One, because our healthcare system is based on one of the major tenets of our capitalistic society and that has to be shaken to its core. Those columns have to be thrown down. And then in addition, you know, which we've already seen that people are hesitant to do. So even in the, the face of, and, and, and actually I have this question for you, actually, before I go on. When do you think that's going to happen? And the reason why I say, the, when, when are people going to realize it's going to touch everybody the same way as you're saying? Because what I've seen is that they've tried to pass, I think, two bills in the House of Representatives around making sure that we're covering everybody there has been pushback mostly from the republicans in terms of delaying bills um not allowing discussion on them etc so in the midst of what i would consider is crisis situation who has determined this is a pandemic which is crisis in my opinion that equals crisis we still haven't gotten to that point where we are saying this is going to touch everybody. This has touched everybody. So when do you think that will happen such that this, this change in healthcare that you are saying is going to come about would? Because that's, that's, that mindset has to change first, yes? I agree. Okay. Uh, and when is it going to happen? I mean, unfortunately, um, we have not jumped on this like uh, you would need to jump on this issue in order to deal with it in a quick an efficient manner. I mean, if you if you look at South Korea's approach, and that's the royal um, we. The royal. Because well, if I was the, in charge, the American we. The American we. Okay, let's be. The clear. American we. I mean, if you look at South Korea's approach, South yeah. Korea does tens of thousands of tests a day. A day. They have drive-through testing centers. Yes. Yeah. Drive-through testing centers. Love it. Uh, South Korea is not a rich country. Uh, they have trouble feeding their people, but they realized that this was something they needed to jump on right away. And they've had what looks like some success in dealing with it. Um, we have taken the Italian approach. 
uh, well, the t Italian trajectory. Um, and unfortunately in Italy, things got out of hand before they could be under control. And now they have to take the draconian step of shutting down the country in order to rein things back in. So hopefully, hopefully. So unfortunately, our current leadership has put their head in the sand, sort of. Uh, I know they're making some moves, but they haven't done what South Korea has done. Um, they have done things more on the line of the Italian route. And it may take a shutdown of the country like um, Italy has done in order for people to wake up. I mean, you said that it takes a revolution. I, I you know, revolution is one way. Uh, revolution is hard because you, you got to have more guns than the other side for a revolution to work. Well, um, I don't, I don't necessarily mean an actual. Uh, well, a revolution of the mind, guns a, a revolution yes. of the mind. And, um, and, and an industry. Correct. The, but, the biggest issue with not going the whole hog with healthcare is how do you do an in-between with the way insurance is set up? Right. So anyway, a whole bunch so of that issues. Definition so, of revolution. Yeah. So, so I will agree that this is not. Well, to me, this is a definition of a black swan event, and I believe that oh, it is hey. going to be. What's a black swan going, event? I don't even know what that means. An unpredictable event that is beyond what anyone would have expected, uh, and this, and you know, it 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 ends up having severe or serious consequences. Um, so All right. you know, I learned something new today. Morning. Okay, smart um, person. And, and and you know we got to elevate each other. <laughs> Is are there really black swans? Well, that's the thing. Uh, there are black swans. Okay, so um, they're just really rare. Okay. Yeah. I just didn't. Uh, okay. Hey, let me write that in my little journal. <laughs> so, I think um, this is that for healthcare in America. And unfortunately, I think we have to suffer and we are going to suffer because we have not taken the collective approach of um, spending money to help people um, that can't help themselves. And I think we're going to suffer because of it. So without the shutdown, do you mm -hmm. still believe that this change in our approach can happen or do we really have to hit rock bottom in order to come back up well okay so for me we already there um are we we're pretty pretty doggone close um and you know i don't i don't mean to say this lightly but when you cancel march madness when you cancel oh. the nba season um, NHL. That, you cancel nhl major league baseball um and, and and interestingly enough, I think they're at the tip of the spear in acting, and I think that they, they're taking the right approach. Um, but they take in those approaches because they realize that this situation is a lot more serious than uh, what the person in the White House is saying it is. Yeah. Um, and so I think we, I think I think we're there. Um, my children's school school district shut mm -hmm. down for two weeks after spring break, mm -hmm. um, at a minimum. And what they're really trying to do is train all the teachers to teach online classes. Correct. Um, yes. Like, like Harvard and Stanford is doing. Yeah. Um, that's getting pretty doggone close. You let those kids stay at home for a while. That's the revolution. And drive them parents crazy. <laughs> it's going it's to be a revolution. <laughs> 
And uh, you might want to go get some alcohol stocks because they're going to do well in this period of time. Oh. <laughs> I mean, the drinking alcohol. And you can get them for cheap. <laughs> so, so, you know, it's a good hype. It's a good hype with that. But I think we're, I think we're getting pretty close. Um, okay. I, so, I think, so let me ask you this. Do you think, so you just said, so your answer to this question was yes, it will change. It will change our approach to healthcare. It will change. Do you think that, so do you think we are there or do you think we are almost there where that is inevitable, the inevitable answer? I don't think we're there. Okay. Um, With with 2000 confirmed cases and less than 50 deaths, we're not there. So is that, Uh, that's the latest number you got? That's the numbers I've seen since March 10th. Um, Okay. You know, this thing is rapidly changing. So by the yes. time we finish this program, yeah. uh, those numbers will have grown. Uh, and everything I've, I've, everything I've also read by scientists are saying that, um, you know, we, we really don't have any idea how widespread this thing is right now um, because, you know, we haven't tested enough people and the way viruses go, you know, they don't, they don't just affect 2,000 people in a country of this size. So no, we're not there until the true numbers, and and unfortunately, uh, a lot more people suffer in ways that it's it's unfortunate that people have to suffer. Um, but but that will come to light, and and that's when we will be there. Okay. So have I convinced you? No, I'm 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 still trying to figure out <laughs> how to convince you that the uh, stupid answer to this stupid question <laughs> is no way in the world huh is that we we ain't gonna change i i don't i don't see it happening going back to what we said just in some because it's hard to change our approach it's easy to change it for one simple thing. And we don't, we don't do stuff that's hard. We kind of hope and pray that it'll change on its own. When it gets warm, it'll go away. Those are, those are our hopes. <laughs> and I think this will follow the same course. I will give you this. I'll give you a 1% one percent chance and that chance is based on what i would basically say is ultimately a revolution which would be something that really a lot of people suffer and, and ultimately die and i i perhaps that's that's why i say it's not gonna happen because i don't want that what it that that one percent and, and what that scenario looks like, I really don't want that to happen. So if, if that's what we would have to do to change it, I'd actually be better with that not happening in order for that change. I don't know. I actually, I take that back. It may be what's necessary for that long-term vision of a change that will be more effective for people to happen. So, so I think it's all sad either, either way. And uh, I think we agree that there needs to be a, a bottom that we hit, whether it's rock, rock bottom or revolution bottom is <laughs> TBD. But 
it will take a lot to change our approach. And I guess you think we've got it, which is admirable. And I, I think the scenario where we would get it is too scary for me to even imagine. So I got to stay on, it ain't gonna change. Well, you know, I like to think it's because I have an, a, an extreme faith in people doing the right thing at the end of the day. Um, because is that, that your be, Texas side or your Louisiana side? That that would be. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what side that comes from. Probably, <laughs> probably not need. Probably not neither one of those states. <laughs> maybe maybe that's the South Carolina where I was born. Oh okay. Um, yeah, nicer kind of people. Maybe I don't know. Um, but you know, it's not about my faith in people. It's really about my belief that people will protect their dollar. Um, and for the mm. same reason that they have opposed or people have opposed universal health care, I think this event will highlight that sometimes it's cheaper to give a little money up front than to wait for the, the ramifications of, of letting things go wild. Um, cheaper to keep her? It's, cheap, it's, it's cheaper to keep her. Ounce of, ounce of prevention <laughs> worth a pound of cure. Um, and, and I agree with that, but I think that the practical experience that most people have still does not prove that out for them. Their perception is it doesn't reach that. So, well, I mean, I can't. It's hard to argue because as I'm saying this, um, you know, the the, the seasonal flu. Um, I don't know, 30,000, 40,000 people a year in the U.S. die from the seasonal flu. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, China didn't lose that pe- many people on the coronavirus, and China has a population much larger than ours. Mm. Um, so will this event be like the seasonal flu? And it sounds kind of crazy to say something that was the, the World Health Organization just called a, a pandemic has only killed... Um, I don't know, I can't even put the percentage points on that between 30 and 30,000. Um, you know, the seasonal flu we ignore every year and people who could use early health care and probably survive the seasonal flu easily don't have the access to health care that they need. To, Ooh, I'm, hearing, I'm hearing you, you, you coming, you coming over to my side? No, I'm not <laughs> uh, because... <laughs> You know, part of the insanity of this whole thing is that uh, coronavirus has caught the imaginations and the the, the eyeballs of everyone. Um, and, um, you know, whereas we might have ignored the 30,000 people that died who could have been saved, uh, I do think the coronavirus, since it has captured the imaginations and eyeballs of everyone, is going to be the trigger that makes people rethink things. Um, so let me let me inject one more thing and I don't know maybe this will sway you I don't know we are also living in special times we are and as you said our leadership has a different approach than what I would have expected and as I mentioned that I probably would have approached if I were president mm-hmm. what, you one said of the, he has a different approach than what you would have expected from him no Oh, okay. Okay. Not that we would have expected in a normal course. Of <laughs> okay, because I have to admit, I and, think he's been extremely consistent. Oh, I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, so, 
in that in that world one of the other things that i heard about was that there has been a spike in the amount of violence and prejudice towards people of chinese descent without a doubt i'm sure and i think there are as i mentioned before it is hard to change what needs to change around healthcare to make it effective and to make it better and it's easy to dissociate it's easy for us to just like we talked about you got to get to the point where you realize i'm no better off than you and you're and and if i don't do something about it we're both in jeopardy we also need to say this we have to own it in order to address it and what i've noticed is that there's this dissociation where it's this is a chinese virus they created it and we it, we wouldn't be in this situation if it wasn't for them so all of that puts this blame elsewhere that also allows us to or can and this is what I, i'm i'm projecting it can allow folks to not take responsibility which is ultimately what needs to happen in order for the change you're talking about to happen wow so this may be part two of this show that we need to have maybe um maybe we need to go take a break and come back with part two because we could go another 30 45 minutes on this um you bring up a good point um and throughout history throughout history um i don't know if they rose to the level of pandemics i don't know who was calling them pandemics during that time but throughout right. history diseases have been a I don't know if it's a catalyst for racism um, mm. it is definitely played a role in racism uh, you know going back to the 1800s and the yellow yellow fever mm -hmm. um, you know in a situation where um, and you know I, I know black history best but where black people in a lot of major cities were the people who were taking care of um, the dead to make sure um, that yellow fever did not spread more than it would have spread um, to other communities. Um, you know, they still became a source of racism toward, towards black people. Um, you know, the, the Ebola epidemic in West Africa, uh, we, we, treated, we treated that like, you know, that was something that only happened to some subhuman uh, race, uh, you know, it, it, it was ugly, uh, mm -hmm. the way we talked about mm -hmm. Ebola. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it was just absolutely ugly. So, you know, are we seeing the same thing here with, with, with the Wuhan virus and, and the Chinese? Uh, probably so. Um, and yeah, so that is the disheartening part. And, and that is the ugly side of, of, of what's happening. Uh, but I still go back on this particular question that it's going to hurt so many people in their pocketbooks so badly that they're going to change their views on what is a, a good investment to make in order to protect their dollars. Um, I don't think they're going to do it out of the love of their brother or they don't think of them as brothers. I don't think they're going to do it out of the love of another man. They're going to do it out of a love of protecting their pocketbook and because this will be so widespread uh, and have such an impact on the economy, I think this will be the thing that makes people change their views and approach to healthcare. All right, well, 
And you disagree, I know. Eloquently said. <laughs> but wrong. <laughs> In my humble opinion. <laughs> so we need some it's, views it's, from other people on this one. Yes, we would love to hear from you. Uh, you've got Jags misguided optimism. <laughs> <laughs> and my everlasting pessimism. <laughs> I think, I think we're developing a theme here. <laughs> All right. Well, we want to hear from you guys. Uh, we know this is ongoing. We wish everyone the best health. That's and right. And remember, hands. an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. So, T League, before you before you sign off, uh, where where are we? We're on iTunes. We're everywhere. We Where do you want to, us to be? Pandora, we, we, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. So when you listen, when you listen, leave us a comment, leave us a like. Uh, you know, don't leave us a dislike, but tell us in the comments what you didn't like, uh, and we'll address it. Uh, but we really do, we do, really do want your feedback. Uh, that's how we get a a better show. So uh, we look forward to you listening. Uh, to no stupid questions. We look forward to your feedback and we wish you the best of luck going forward. See, I was going to say one more thing. I wasn't even signing off. Okay. <laughs> well, it's all yours. I, I'll be quiet. <laughs> you already <laughs> signed off. <laughs> I'll be quiet since I made my point. Well, I was going to go to the prevention point and, I, and, and this goes to, uh, it's funny because it is in the theme of this whole where I would like to see us change our approach, which is we've been talking about washing hands, et cetera, right? And all of that is fantastic. It is a preventative measure. But the best prevention, the most beautiful system we have for prevention is actually our own immune systems. And so straining your immune system through stress, through Lack things that are not good for your body, whether that be lack of sleep or eating things, which you may be tempted to do when you're stressed that are not good for your body, get some exercise. All of those things will actually make your body stronger. Uh, so find time to meditate, get your sleep, all that is helpful for recovery with stress. So find those things that help you feel good because that feel good actually will also translate into your immune system being stronger to be resilient against whatever gets maybe through the sanitizer and the soap. There you go. So what she didn't mention was that optimism <laughs> makes you feel it's, good. It's, it does make you right. So, so I'm, I'm not agree with me. <laughs> disagree with Tanya. Uh, <laughs> And you'll be healthier. And, and you'll avoid the coronavirus. And this right. <laughs> That's our rumor for today. We got to have facts and one rumor. That's our rumor. Agree with Jag and you won't get coronavirus. <laughs> All right. On that note, shout everyone. Be healthy. Be safe. Give us feedback. Like and subscribe. Thank you. You can ask any question that you want, or don't ask no stupid ass questions. <laughs>